0: Do you ever find yourself scrolling through social media instead of completing tasks for your service provider business? No? Well, maybe it's just me. (laughs) Or maybe you are always pushing deadlines or feeling unmotivated to start a project. If this sounds familiar, you are likely struggling with procrastination. Don't worry, you are not alone, and there are ways to overcome this productivity killer. I'll be diving into six proven strategies that you can implement to boost your productivity and achieve your goals as a service provider. From identifying your triggers to creating a productive environment, I will provide you with the tools you need to conquer procrastination and succeed in your business. So let's dive in. First, we need to identify your procrastination triggers. So let's identify them and find out what's really keeping you from being your most productive self. Trust me, I've been known to scroll Instagram or Pinterest when I needed to be doing some client work. Then you have to end up working late to get it done. I've been there and I've done that. So don't beat yourself up, we have all been there. What are some common triggers? One is feeling overwhelmed. Feeling overwhelmed is a big one and it's my personal biggest. Uh, When I have a million things to do, it's super easy for me to shut down and not really do much or do very little or only work on the things I want to, but not the things that are really important for my business. The next is lack of motivation. Lack of motivation is another one. And there are seasons and there are times when you sometimes just don't feel like doing anything. And again, that's okay. We've all been there a time or two. Next is distractions. And let's not forget about that ultimate time sucker of distractions social media, emails, that random YouTube video that popped up and you cannot resist watching. I know you've been there or at least I've been there, don't stress. We're going to work on it. Basically, identifying your triggers is that first step to getting past them. And once you know what's causing your procrastination, it is much easier to take steps to avoid or mitigate those triggers. For example, if you're feeling overwhelmed, breaking those tasks down into smaller, more manageable chunks. If you're lacking motivation, find something that inspires you or sets you on fire. And as for those pesky little distractions, set some boundaries for yourself. Maybe turn off those little social media notifications or put your phone on do not disturb mode for a little while. Uh, Remember, identifying triggers is just the beginning, but now we get to take action and kick procrastination to the curb in general. Think about it like this. You would not try to eat a whole pizza in one bite. Right? That's literally crazy. You might eat the whole pizza, but you're not going to do it in one bite. Instead, you're going to take it one slice at a time. And the same goes for work. Once you've figured out what's been keeping you from getting things done, take a look at your project and see if you can break it down into smaller pieces. Make a game out of it. Set specific goals for each chunk and give yourself a reward when you've finished. Maybe a little dance break or a a sweet treat. Do not procrastinate when you normally would. That is a celebration moment. And if you like using fancy tools like Asana, ClickUp, one of those types of tools, use it. Or maybe you prefer writing things down on sticky notes. I personally use Asana, but it overwhelms me. It is the one thing that keeps me sometimes from getting work done. So that was a roadblock that I saw. I need it to make sure every piece is thought through and thought out and gets done, whether it's by me or my team. But looking at it on a whole, even on the home page with just your tasks, overwhelms me. So the night before, I will look at all the tasks for the day that quote-unquote I selected that I was going to do, right? You put the date and the time in yourself, but I pick three tasks that must get done each day the night before. And then I add them to a block of time on my calendar and full disclosure, I have blocks of time in my calendar four tasks. Um, But the three things that I'm going to work on each day, those all change, of course, but I do put them on that block because then it helps to keep me focused. I live and die by my calendar. That's how my brain works. And so for me, if it's on my calendar, it's going to get done. If it's in a sauna, it needs to get done, but it may not get done unless I add it to that must get done today section. And during that chunk of time that I have for tasks, if I get them done, Then I look at Asana and pick one or two more that I can get done within that time frame. This helps me to not feel overwhelmed and to actually get work done. But hey, I get really excited (laughs) to be able to check things off a list. It gives me some endorphins, right? And so I turn some of my stuff into lists, some of my tasks into lists, because checking them off makes me feel amazing again, you have to do whatever works for you, but breaking things into manageable chunks is really necessity. And then I will add this one final point. It's great if you love something and it works for you, for your brain and kind of how you think, but if you don't use it consistently, it's not going to help you, right? So make sure that you are faithful to getting those manageable chunks done in whatever way that works for your brain, but consistently. Let's move on to setting realistic goals and deadlines. I'm really really horrible at this. I run two businesses, photography and Pinterest management, right? And so Pinterest agency and also Pinterest education. And I have very unrealistic goals and deadlines and I have to assess them on a weekly basis. That's how out of control I get. Let's go ahead and talk about setting some goals and deadlines to get stuff done without feeling Like you're drowning in tasks. I know the temptation of trying to tackle a huge project all at once, but let's be real. That will usually lead to feelings of super overwhelm feeling behind feeling failure avoiding that task like the plague cuz it's so big and instead let's break that project like we talked before into those manageable chunks so that we can handle it part of goal setting is creating those manageable chunks of time within your goals right and by focusing on that one task at a time it can make you'll you'll feel some progress without feeling like it's too overwhelming. But it is important to set realistic goals and deadlines that align with our overall objectives. So if you have goals that are too hard or unrealistic, it can lead to frustration and wanting to give up entirely. But when you achieve a goal, it's a reminder for how much progress you've made and what motivates you to keep moving forward. You definitely want to make realistic, actionable goals that are attainable. And then you can have stretch goals within those goals so that you're constantly pushing yourself. Because you know, deadlines can be our best friend or our worst enemy, and let's make them our ally. Let's keep us accountable, give us a little kick in the pants to get things done. Just make sure that those deadlines are realistic and give us enough time to complete the task without feeling like we're drowning in stress. Oftentimes, we'll have all these huge, big goals for our company. We make these annual goals, and each quarter, our business is changing, especially as solo entrepreneurs. Maybe focus on. On quarterly goals, and then breaking those quarterly goals into monthly goals. And then, like I said, what I do, fitting those into weekly goals. And then, for me, my top three to dos for each day. That's how I stay on target and achieve my goals and my deadlines. That is the only way I do that after. Years and years and years of practice. Let's talk about finding an accountability partner. You may not have thought of this, but um, it's a secret really to staying on track with your goals. It's finding an accountability partner, not it could be a coach, it could be a friend. Like it doesn't have to be a, a business coach that you're paying for accountability, even. But you're gonna think of it like having a workout buddy who helps to keep you motivated and on track and you feel And you're more likely basically to get things done because you know that they know that you were going to get it done and you don't want to let them down. Sometimes it's easier to let yourself down than it is to let someone else down. This accountability partner is someone that you trust and that you agree with their counsel and with what they think, right? You don't want to be led astray, Um, but you want to share your progress with them. And They're the person who's going to give you a friendly nudge when you need it and hold you responsible for meeting those deadlines. Um, and finding an accountability partner can be as easy as reaching out to a friend, a colleague, or someone in your industry, not only who you know and respect and admire, but you like their work style. Uh, and you can schedule regular check-ins on in meetings. Or it doesn't have to be that fancy. You can just have a Voxer chat. Or you can just send an email. Or you can send a text. Like, ho- however you want to do that, sometimes Thinking about having a a consistent like meeting or day on the calendar can feel overwhelming. For me, my accountability partner is my favorite makeup artist and also my client for Pinterest Marketing, Kim Baker Beauty, shouting her out. And we have a standing um, appointment for two hours every other week. And when she has something that comes up or jobs, or when I have something that comes up or jobs, then we will go ahead and cancel that. So there's no sort of pressure. If if we have to get client work done or we have booked a client, those are always going to come first. But we have them in the morning and it sets up for a really nice day. I get so much work done. I can bounce ideas off of her. And it really is a trust and a give and take. So I really... I really encourage you to find someone that could be your cheerleader and support team and encouragement person, but also that will hold you accountable to getting those goals done that you promise yourself. Next is to take regular breaks and practice self-care. Are you feeling a little burned out from all that hard work? It is absolutely time to take a break and get outside in that glorious sun. Oftentimes as service providers, we get so caught up in our work that we do forget to take a breather every now and then. But don't worry, taking regular breaks and practicing self-care is really crucial for maintaining our productivity and mental well-being. And what better way to do that than to soak up some vitamin D? and enjoy the great outdoors. But you could also do bubble baths. You can also do some, like myself, reality TV, things like that turn your brain off, right? Because when we take breaks, we allow our brains to recharge and come up with some awesome ideas for when we get back to work. Plus, practicing self-care helps us to reduce stress and avoid burnout as well as our health right and you know let's be honest burnout is a major buzzkill for any service provider so get outside or do something you love mani pedi massage whatever it is it could be really as simple as taking a leisurely stroll reading a good book or even meditating whatever works for you do it and make sure that it's something that makes you happy and actually helps you to relax. Prioritizing self-care and taking breaks allows us to better manage our workload, our stress, and avoid feeling overwhelmed. And in the next section, we're going to dive into how to create a productive environment. So one of the keys to boosting productivity as a service provider is creating a productive environment. And when your workspace is cluttered or disorganized, and right now, as I'm recording this, I'm embarrassed to say that my desk has all of my photography equipment on it and it's out of control. And I feel out of control right now too. So I'm going to take my own advice once I get done recording this and clean up that clutter. The clutter and disorganization, it makes it challenging to focus on the task at hand. Here are some tips for creating a space that fosters productivity. First, eliminate distractions, put away your cell phone or turn it off if you can Um, there's a great section in the settings of your cell phone. I know for sure the iPhone, I'm not sure about any other phones where you could literally turn off any and all notifications so that you're not popping off on looking at YouTube or something else. Close unnecessary tabs on your computer. Oh, I am so bad at that. And turn off notifications that don't require your immediate attention. And by reducing the number of distractions in your workspace, you can better focus on the work that needs to be done. Next, make sure that your workspace is comfortable. This is a big one, guys. Invest in a good chair and adjust your desk for the right height for your body. I personally have like a... Stand up desk with a chair that I can sit. It's like it's a drafting chair, so you can sit down on the chair or you can stand up. And I find sometimes standing up makes me work smarter and faster because I want to sit down again. So, whatever little tricks work for you, but make sure that everything is comfortable. Make sure that you're taking breaks and make sure that you are setting up your space to feel inviting to come and get your work done and not like, ugh, like right now sitting here is painful because I have so much gear all over the place. Another way to create a productive environment is to decorate your workspace in a way that inspires you. Hang up pictures or artwork that you find motivating or bring in plants that make you happy. By surrounding yourself with things that make you feel good, you are definitely more likely to stay focused and productive. I have photos of my four grandbabies. I don't have them so that you can see them on camera because two of my grandbabies are not on social media. But I have them here where I look at them and they're really, truly my driving force. They're my why behind why I work so hard so that I can spend all day Tuesday and sometimes Friday mornings being able to play with them on the ground with my cell phone turned off. I also have pink everything because pink makes me happy. And I have about one two three four five plants. I have a very very big desk, but I have five plants within one foot of myself, and again, that makes me happy and gives me oxygen. Finally, make sure that your workspace is well lit. If possible, position your desk near a window, which I do. It gives me life to have that light. Um, and if that's not an option, then invest in a good lamp or overhead light to ensure that you see everything clearly, because creating a productive environment, you'll be setting yourself up for success as a service provider. And when your workspace is organized, comfortable, inspiring, and well-lit, you will be better able to focus on your work that needs to be done and getting it done efficiently. And don't forget, if you are not feeling it, you go work from the couch, go work from the easy chair, go work from your bed. That's my place to work when I'm not feeling it, I get way more focused and productive if I'm sitting in bed sometimes. So I do what has to be done for me, and I encourage you to do the same. Let's wrap this podcast up. Procrastination is a huge hurdle that every single one of us must overcome in order to achieve our goals and get work done faster and smarter. And by identifying the triggers, breaking tasks into manageable chunks, setting realistic goals and deadlines. And finding an accountability partner, taking breaks, regular breaks for self care, and creating a productive environment, you can beat procrastination and increase your productivity so remember to be kind to yourself and celebrate your progress along the way as Benjamin Franklin once said you may delay but time will not take action today and start working toward the success you deserve and I would encourage you to share with me in my private Facebook group you can join for free it's facebook.com groups slash Vasquez media and share in There, what you got from this podcast, what you found helpful, and more importantly, did I leave anything off the list? Because I would love to have that information in that Facebook group. So I hope you'll join me over there, and I hope you have a fantastic day. Thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show to be automatically notified for each episode. Visit the notes for the links mentioned in this episode and to connect with me. And as always, please take one tip from this episode and implement it in your business. Bye.